Buenos dias, amigo. Como te va? Oh, hermoso. Muchas gracias, Leyenda. Mira, honestamente, te puta quiero, Janito. Tu eres un coño enfermo. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, January 12th. We're here in the Classic Factory. I'm Jay Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tassie? We got our top shot hot boy over there, Trey Kirby. hey yo. hey yo. The international man of mystery. Taking it to the Max Lealis. Friends. Mm. And last, certainly not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team. Everybody joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Go like the video comment away of course subscribe if you haven't already and share the show send in your best emails to us no dunks at theathletic.com we're actually going to hit the beach later in today's show some fun fun questions including one that's going to have tk creating an nba all condiment team mm. 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 all condiment yeah oj mm. mayo oh okay okay yes. get you yeah tasty get you get you mm. uh follow us on twitter <laughs> instagram <ya>. facebook tiktok <laughs> at no dunks inc and in case you missed it, highly recommend you go check out yesterday's show where I paid off one of my pick'em losses. I still owe two to you people out there. But uh, these guys had me riding the Peloton bike for the entire show with a helmet on, so I looked like a real dickhead. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of fun was had. Some jokes were shared. Some giggles. My butt is a little sore here this morning. Uh, but go check that out. And if you don't want to watch the whole show, which you should, but if you don't want to, JD, cut together like a little... A little compilation, some highlights of me riding the Peloton. So go check that out. On, on it our was YouTube impressive. Page. It was very impressive. Has anyone ever done that? Hosted a show while Pelotoning, while I, riding I, a bike? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, Let's get somebody a said record. somebody brought up that Charles Barkley may have been on a bike at one point. Yeah. In a TNT segment. Yeah, probably. Sure. Definitely he didn't go 15 no plus way. miles, no, 90 no. minutes. Uh, the best uh, comparison I would say is like, didn't Clay Thompson do an interview from a bike once upon a time? <laughs> like, I guess like Mark, on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. On, uh, Cuban. He like, was on treadmills. Yeah, exactly. But okay. yeah, Clay was, that was like 15 minutes. Yeah, like, shorties. Step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did Not- three classes in the end. Uh, and. It was over 15 miles. <laughs> it somehow mm-hmm. pedaled. Uh, and anyway, and respect to you because you finished the class. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, we went off yeah. the air and I had a couple minutes to go with Hannah. And I was like, you know what? Let's see this through. We're almost exactly. at the cool down. So I, so I just pedaled for a couple more minutes. You're the type of guy who finishes things. That's right. I That's got, right. To, got to respect that. There's new Peloton uh, shoes out there as well, I saw JD. For the bike. Not that we're doing an ad here, but <laughs> hey, what? they look cool. They look, really? They look more Velcro-y. Mm. Like they got a, an X on them. I don't know. I'm not a biker. That was the most difficult the part <laughs> of uh, yesterday's payoff. <laughs> me somehow clicking into the Peloton bike. I think you got video of I'm it. I'm glad I got that on oh, camera. Me too. Yeah, I didn't know you, you were filming that. And I was like, wow, that's pretty... That was that was hard getting you. It's in It's not easy if you've never done it before. Yeah, no. You, there were there's like a little some little tricks there getting Absolutely. your uh, like putting your foot in. in the pedal. Well, come on, <laughs> yeah, it's a it little more in. difficult than that. You got to clip in. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, so go check it out. Okay, so on today's podcast, uh, we are going to, like I said, hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. But we start by touching on a lot of the games from last night. I thought we had some really entertaining games, and then we had some very hilarious moments mm-hmm. that I'm sure we'll sprinkle in throughout the show. But let's start with John Morant scoring 29 as the Grizzlies beat the Warriors 
for their 10th straight victory. Um, Tass, what'd you think of this one? What a game. What an environment in Memphis. It's it, absolutely enjoyable to watch a Memphis Grizzlies basketball game. They just haven't priced out the fan, I don't think. It seems like there's all <laughs> real fans in that arena. And because it's the youngest team in the NBA that's doing so, so well. Not OKC, but I mean a good young team. You got to love the youth. It's got the vibes of a young OKC team with Durant and Westbrook and Ibaka and Cephalosha and Kendrick Perkins, the arms everywhere defensively. If you remember, that's what the that young OKC did to the Spurs in the playoffs. That kind of reminded me of yesterday what they did to the Warriors, turning them over and over and over. 12 first-half turnovers for the Warriors led to 20 Grizzlies uh, points in that first half. It was a weird game for the Warriors with no Draymond Green out there, the main ball handler. Who turns it over a bit, but Juan Toscano Anderson subbed in for him. He only played seven minutes to start this game, and Steve Kerr said, no, thank you. He didn't play the rest of the game because he kept turning it over. And the Grizzlies were up, and that's when John Morant got Gary Payton the second put on him. Toscano Anderson, you're out. Gary Payton the second made a big difference guarding John Moran. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely incredible. So the Warriors turned this thing around. They limited Desmond Bain. I think they took away his right hand. That really helped out. Morant fought back like this Memphis Grizzlies team does. And they got some huge buckets from a rook in Zaire Williams, their rookie. And if they find a big wing that they've been looking for forever in Zaire Williams, like they look, you know, they went through Chandler Parsons and Matt Barnes and Andre Iguodala, who I wish they gave him a little tribute video. I wish they did, (laughs) even though he never played a minute for that team. But if they find a guy like Zaire Williams to add on to this team, that would be uh, phenomenal. And, And I bring him up and I bring up their youth because, man, they only have two old guys on this team, Steven Adams and Kyle Anderson, only guys over 25 years of age. Adams is out, and if you go back to those OKC days, they kind of find, found something with a Ibaka playing the five and, and Perkins sitting out. Jaron Jackson Jr., who played the five now with Steven Adams out, kind of looks like f- the, their five at the future, and Steven Adams and Kyle Anderson are kind of on the outs, even though uh, they kind of help. Doesn't it sort of make sense to trade Steven Adams? For me, it sort of does. If Jaron Jackson Jr. is the future at center, they're okay sort of taking lateral moves like they did by trading Jonas Valanciunas before the uh, before the season. So that, that sort of makes sense to me. I think they could be a player, and here they are at the top of the Western Conference. Not all the way at the top, but I mean in the top right four. This is, this is amazing uh, to watch this team. So they've got moves to make, and gosh... Everybody wants a piece of this young Grizzlies team. Everybody loves them. <laughs> Ten straight. John Morant, after the game, said the Grizzlies have earned respect as one of the best teams in the league. Is that fair to say? It is absolutely fair to say because the Grizzlies were in complete control of this game sort of toward the end of that first half, and then the Warriors fought back, and then the Warriors were in control in the third quarter. And it was like, okay, you know, the experience, the veteran team there from the Warriors, are they going to now sort of show the Grizzlies like the, the ultimate respect by sort of punking them on their home court? when they've won nine in a row. But instead, the Grizzlies then really fought back. And I thought what was impressive is, you know, John Morant's the sort of star. He gets the flowers because he closed the game out. But they got really good contributions from a lot of guys. Tyus Jones off the bench, five for five from downtown. He actually keyed a couple of runs for them as well, which I think was really important. Brandon Clark, fantastic again. He's been such a high uh, energy guy coming off the bench at both ends of the floor, contesting rebounds, hitting shots, getting into the lane there. And Jaron Jackson only ended up playing 22 minutes last night, largely because of foul trouble but when he played 
I thought he was really, really good. Uh, there was a three that he, cl- he jacked up there, missed. He ran in, got his own rebound and put it back in at a key moment of the game. So, you know, they got contributions from everyone. You mentioned Desmond Bain, who's been good. Wasn't great for him last night, but other guys stepped up. And then defensively, I thought they were really good because Steph Curry hit two threes out of nine. Okay, that's you take that any night of the week with Steph Curry. They did foul him three times on three-point attempts, and he went eight for nine on those. Now, you can say, well, like, you you know, you're fouling Steph Curry in a three, not smart. But at least it showed to me they were contesting everything that Steph Curry put up there. And I thought that was really smart of the Grizzlies. Like, don't let Steph get going because Clay was good early on. He was in and out of lineup a little bit. He's still working on his conditioning. Wiggins was okay, but without Draymond Green there, you knew Steph was going to get so much more of the attention. He finishes with a triple double, but ultimately, I just didn't think they they were they were hoping for buckets from Porter. They were hoping for Jordan Poole to score. They hit a couple of threes, those guys. But ultimately, I thought the Grizzlies' defense was, was incredible. The Grizzlies lead the league in blocks and steals, which is incredible. I just didn't see that happening. And they lead it by a mile in uh, in, in steals there. So overall, an incredible comeback sort of victory after being in control with their home fans, everyone going crazy. The Andre Iguodala stuff is hilarious because they're so angry at him for just saying, <laughs> I'm not playing for that team. And he's almost like, he wanted to prove something I felt last night right. and he didn't have a great game. No. So it's weird. I know it happens, you know, uh, Alonzo Mourning, of course, the Raptors, there's been plenty of other guys over the years. This one feels like, it's like, fuck you, Iggy. We're mm. never, ever forgetting that you turned us down. You didn't want to play for us. So uh, great stuff. Really entertaining game though. Yeah, the Raptors when Alonzo Mourning denied them, would have never had the guts to say F you. <laughs> this Grizzlies team did it. And that was, that was John Morant's rookie year. And that was Dylan Brooks uh, and and those guys saying F you to Andre Iguodala. He went to the finals that year, right? 1920. With the, with, with with the, the heat. Yeah. Oh, so the he heat made the right year. choice. Yeah, and, it's, true, uh, yeah. and it's worked out in the long run because it gives the Grizzlies something to play against when they go against the team like the Warriors, who they're chasing. Seeing that win last night, the way the Grizzlies were able to bounce back after the Warriors hit him in the mouth in the third quarter, like, that's an easy time to fold it. You've won nine straight games at that point. The Warriors are known for third quarter yeah. explosions. Could have easily been like, well, we had a nice run. We'll get them next time. But no way. Zaire Williams, like you mentioned, Tassie, was awesome. Did a great job on Steph, I thought, bringing the energy and having incredibly long arms. Had a three in the fourth quarter. Had a huge dunk off a oop from John Morant. And you already mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr., Eight points in the fourth, eight rebounds in the fourth quarter. That's huge. That's like an entire couple of games for Jaron <laughs> right. Jackson at some point. When he was coming in the uh, into the draft, I thought he was going to be what Evan Mobley is for the Cavs already. Like a super switchable guy, a great rim protector, gives you some shooting from the outside, but the foul problem, the foul trouble has been a problem for his career. Uh, I think part of the reason for the Valanchunas trade is to open up the path for him to eventually become the five, but they're going to keep saving his body with Steven Adams, even if Adams wasn't there last night, but he's definitely the future of their five spot. Um, And it's just a matter of time before he takes over... uh, the five spot completely, but that was a super impressive win. John Morant didn't score in the fourth quarter until the last minute. It yeah. almost didn't matter because Tyus Jones was so good. Zaire, Jaron Jackson Jr. 
I'm putting the Grizzlies in the 5% chance to win a title club. They've yeah. got John Morant. He's playing at an MVP caliber right now. They play defense. And that's why me and Tass are going on Monday. Bulls, <laughs> Grizzlies in Memphis, MLK Day. You hear about this? Oh, no. These guys are so hyped. I mean, the Bulls are playing, so yeah. that's a part of Trey wanting to go. But these guys are thinking of driving to Memphis. What is it, a five-and-a-half-hour drive, six-hour drive, something like that? Five hours, 42 minutes there if I'm go. driving, five hours if Tass is driving. There you go. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It must be a, that's a day game, MLK Day. Yes. Right? It's got to be an early start there in Memphis. Okay. Mm -hmm. Standing room only tickets? What are you going for? I don't know. We haven't looked at it. They haven't priced out the common fan. We're oh. sitting in the lower oh, bowl. Mm. Yes. Wow. Plus, we got connections Hype. in the Memphis Grizzlies uh, media world. Oh, wow. I think we could get great tickets. Oh, jeez. Hang with Lang. Vernon <laughs> <laughs> with Vernon. Oh, man. We're cooking with Lang. Well, Sweet. Yeah. So, okay, you said you put them in like the 5% category, like a chance to win the title, like a dark horse, I guess, uh, you know, a uh, title contender. Would that mean that you think they should be super active at the trade deadline? Like to sort of like push all your chips in, trade possibly a Kyle Anderson, you know, Tasser and Steven Adams as a possibility? Like, is that what you think they'll do or should do? Or, I mean, you won 10 straight, you don't mess with anything here and any of the chemistry and you just sort of continue with this run. Uh, I mean, I don't. They've got a lot of great players. I think that whatever the Grizzlies do is going to work out because that's just how it has been for the Grizzlies lately. Uh, coming into the season, we're like, why would you trade Valanciunas? That guy was maybe your best player last season. They've been better without him. They're drafting guys that we've never heard of except for on draft Twitter, and all of them are good. Right. Like every single player they get is good. Desmond Bain is awesome. Killian Tilly, John Conchar hit a fourth quarter mm. three uh, last night. Santi Aldama, that's his yeah. name, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's good as well. Everybody they draft can play. Even Jarrett Culver, they took him from the Timberwolves. He couldn't do anything for Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Suddenly he's playing rotation minutes. So, I don't know. Trade him. Keep him. Whatever. It's going to work. Mm -hmm. The Kyle Anderson one is interesting yeah. because you know, because of his contract situation and you know, you got to pay a lot of these guys. If they're that good, you eventually got to start paying them so you can't pay all of them. And yeah, maybe you look to, to possibly move Kyle Anderson because you have enough guys that are yeah. incredible. Like, I love him. We all yeah. think he's incredible. The defense actually changed when he started playing for this squad when John Morant went down and really turned it and cranked it up a bit. But, yeah, what do you think about them possibly moving? Uh, I'm not sure what they they can sort of get that really improves them outside mm -hmm. of Kyle Anderson because I think he plays a role well for that team. And whether or not he's there next season, worry about that next season. For now, you know, he's, he's important to them. He understands what they have to do. He's been there for a long time. And the same with Steven Adams. Like, I don't think Steven Adams is going to be like, right, get me back in the starting lineup. He'll, he'll sort of slot in where they need him. And I like his uh, physicality because I agree that Jaron Jackson in the future can be potentially a five. I just don't. I think he's a long way away from right. that still now. So it's good to have Stephen Adams there just for his size and his bulk. And Stephen Adams again, he's a good pass. He's a good facilitator. He can do those little things. He's not going to be a, a locker room killer. So I wouldn't make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. It's probably tempting, but uh, I think you've got a roster that, that really works right now. They really understand their role too. Everyone gets an opportunity on that team, and, and guys get out there and shoot. And they play for each other. They, uh, they, they, they've got a really good setup. And then you got your closer in John Moran, mm. who did hit two like timely buckets, of course, down the stretch in this one after having a hot start. Then he sort of disappears a bit. You know, GP uh, takes him out of the game a little bit, but then, you know, comes through and basically wins them the game with some of those driving baskets. And he doesn't settle for jumpers. That's nah. the thing. He's like, well, I'll attack. I'll go at three guys in there. And Hang in the air and kiss Huge off the glass. Huge screen by Brandon Clark yeah. to get him open in the lane. That was like a massive actual Steven Adams kind of screen <laughs> from him to get the layup. Yeah, they're working well together. Everybody, as Trey said, they're just 
so freaking deep. I mean, anybody that it doesn't matter who's coaching there. the team, it turns out either. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because uh, Taylor Jenkins, yeah. you know, has been out for a little bit. I think his name was Brad Jones filling in yeah. as the uh, you know next coach up. But then he's <laughs> a made up. Yeah. He's in protocols. There's a whole other guy. Yeah, that's coaching this team. I forget his name. It is uh, Red Redjevic, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Anyway, um, you got Radojevic. Radojevic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but I just threw it out there. It, it sounded like a Radojevic. I think. Radojevic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I I think. The, the Steven Adams thing is interesting because, yeah, as as internet users, trade machine users, yeah, I mean, I get the trigger finger and I think, come on, get Jaron Jackson Jr. in that five spot. I brought up the OKC, the Perkins thing where Jaron Jackson Jr. sort of unlocks them. Like Ibaka at the five unlocked them and, and you had Perkins in the final there, you know, slowing them down a right, little yeah, bit. Right. But you you understand why Adams is there to sort of help them get to the finish line, to be that body, like the Warriors did, playing Zaza and and guys like that, just just to be there. Eight minutes, that, hard fouls. It makes sense. Yeah, but but there's only role. two guys on that roster that are over 25. Again, it's Steven Adams and Kyle Anderson. So when, when are you going to go full youth? Go full youth. I mentioned the Steven Adams for Harrison Barnes trade. That's potent, There's some potential there with the Sacramento Kings. Barnes would help. The guy has won a championship as that sort of number three, four guy as a wing defender. If Zaire Williams isn't working out, if Dylan Brooks is still hurt, why can't that guy be out there playing defense? You know, yeah, yeah. You sweeten the pot with the Kings and, and throw in one of those younger players that uh, Trey went through there. Uh, so I, I could see that happening because maybe the Grizzlies, you know, they're they're okay taking a little step back. But who knows? Adams helps out. You compared this Grizzlies squad, and I've seen other people make this comparison too, to that, that 0-9-10, I guess, Thunder team that you're bringing up there that uh, – beat the Lakers. Uh, it, no, did they? No, no they the won 50 season. games yeah. and they lost to Lakers yeah. in the first round. That's right. Correct. Uh, thank you for correcting me. There. And then the next season went all the way to the NBA Finals. So that, that youthful team sort of just came out of nowhere. Now, it, it, it works on one hand, but then it's like they had Kevin Durant. There aren't three and, MVPs on the yeah, Grizzlies. No, it's slightly yeah. different. So it's been fun to think of other teams they compare to. People make the Bulls comparison, like the 2010-11 Bulls. Mainly because Derrick Rose's MVP, you see the John Morant comparisons there and how they play and like the stat lines and stuff like that. I guess that sort of makes like if you're comparing the 10-11 Bulls to this Grizzlies team, like is that Desmond Bain is Luol Deng and Jared yep. Jackson Jr. is Carlos Boozer? I guess you. Uh, <laughs> Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Come on, we can't have Jared Jackson Jr. be Carlos <laughs> Boozer. I mean, I know they both like to shoot jumpers, but. Uh, Joakim Noah brings you the defense. Uh, yeah, I think the Bulls is a fair comparison because it was all about defense for the Bulls and then whatever Derrick Rose can do down the stretch right. to bring you home. And that's pretty similar yeah. uh, to what it is with these Grizzlies team. Uh, one other just fun comparison that I'll that I'll try and make, and this is going back a little further, so maybe some of our younger you know listeners and watchers won't get it, but the 94-95 Lakers. So oh. this is pre-Shaq, okay. pre-Kobe. Yeah. Del Harris still coaching. Yeah. And I think there's similarities in the sense, like, all of their guys, from what I can remember, were like 23 to 25, 26 years old. Van Exel, Eddie Jones, mm. Sabalos, Vlade, Eldon Campbell, I think Anthony Peeler coming off the bench. So they just had, like, a lot of good, good players. Now, there's no real John Morant in the mix there. Mm. I guess you could try and convince me that would have been Eddie, Eddie Jones, Jones, maybe. Yeah. Nick Van Exel with the flair. But yeah. that team won 48 games, and they finished as the fifth seed, and they beat the Sonics in the first round. With GP and with Kemp, like a yeah. good Sonics team, uh, and then lost in the second round. So I, 
some comparisons there to me. Sure, why yeah. not? I mean, Eddie Jones and John Moran, I like that comparison well, yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're, 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 they're this Grizzlies team is like yeah. a turbocharged version, I yeah. think, of that yeah. 94 yeah. 95 Lakers team. Yeah, but those Sonics, they always lost it in the Ooh, uh, in the playoffs, except for 96, of course. But uh, other than that... They, they lost in the playoffs in 96. Well, they lost, they, they lost in the playoffs, <laughs> but they didn't lose in the first round yeah. like they uh, had done previously. Yeah. And that's why I like the OKC team a couple years later like you know getting to the finals comparing them to that that 2012 team that had Kendrick Perkins that eventually lost to LeBron in the heat uh, because uh, I, you know I'm just imagining them being polished and the arms everywhere they just out athletic the San Antonio Spurs sure, sure, that sure. season when they were just so good defensively as as Lee mentioned leading the league in steals leading the league in blocks right now getting those arms everywhere and uh, yeah they were able to excel into that into that different sphere and I'm already thinking you know play small with Jaron Jackson Jr. which would probably not be a benefit for them. It'd probably be a little detrimental to them. It would hurt them. And you saw Clay Thompson last night thinking, I'm just going in the lane every time. Look at this new Clay Thompson who's able to just drive every time. And Steve Kerr said after the game, since Clay was in the league, which is dumb, sounds weird to say, but it's, you know, almost three years ago, the game has changed where everybody's going small. So Clay sees switching all the time and he can just get into the lane mm-hmm. all the time. And this is what he said in his post game press conference. And that's. You know, kind of what I'm implying. Get Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five. Go small. But Clay Thompson is just using his body and looks so good. Game two, I think he's a different guy in that he's just not settling for shots. And, you know, maybe he gets a little ahead of himself, getting to the lane, hitting the bottom of the backboard that one time. But uh, he's not. everybody's comfortable, uh, you know, going into the lane these days, it feels like, because there ain't no more Perkins uh, finishing games anymore. It's a little different. Well, Warriors-Grizzlies was awesome. Another great game was the Suns-Raptors. Booker scored 16 uh, as the Suns stopped the streaking Raptors. They stopped the win streak. Uh, 99-95 in the end. And Lee... Mm. I mean, all everybody's talking about with this game, so we might as well start with it, sure. too, is Devin Booker getting upset with the Raptors mascot, distracting him during free throws. Uh, the loneliest place in the world, according mm. to Lee Ellis. There's no fans in the Scotiabank Arena up there because of uh, COVID. So it's just the mascot, and Booker, you know, late in this game, he can't be there. He can't be jumping around back there. <laughs> and the referee somehow sort of agreed uh, yeah. and put the Raptors <laughs> in a timeout and put him in the corner. It's very funny. And there's some great, uh, you know, quotes coming mm. out after the game. But what do you think? Well, Devin Booker said, we hashed it out. We're bros now. We're uh, homies now. Yeah, like, homies, yeah, yeah. homies, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, Larry Bird, going back in time, Larry Bird in Los Angeles against the Clippers, they held up posters, full-size posters of Sports Illustrated models. What did Larry Bird do? He's saying, bring him up. I want more. I want more. Devin Booker can't handle a mascot trying to put him up. I mean, what's going on in the world these days? But uh, no, hilarious kind of moment. I think Booker realized, like, I look like a bit of an asshole there, sort of, you know, in the end, because they got the win as well. It was a close, a close game. Honestly, though, the Raptors, that fourth quarter was gross for them. I thought it was really bad. And I'm going to go through a couple of stats here to really point it out, because they had 10 offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. They went two for 13 from three and eight for 12 at line. Now they tried to miss one or two there at the end. But some of their three-point shots in that fourth quarter, I thought were just awful. They were just jacking them up. And this was a game, uh, you know, the Suns gave them a chance to win here because they had so many more possessions. They had 25 shots to only 19 again in that fourth quarter. But they just rushed their offense. I, I thought it was really bad execution. This is the sort of team that won six in a row. They've been playing well. 
they didn't look composed in those crucial moments there in the fourth quarter. It, that's my takeaway from it. And Chris Paul, when he's got the ball in his hands, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you're so, in good hands. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, he only Space finished <laughs> exactly. four points and four <laughs> assists that in that fourth quarter there for Chris Paul. It just showed. Like, he just closed the game, whereas the Raptors got an office and rebound. Someone else just fired away. You know, Champagne or OG. And they just, they just shot badly. But I thought they took bad shots. So I think the Raptors look at this one and think, okay, maybe we were due for a loss, but they certainly didn't help themselves with their execution. Well, Raps were missing some guys, you know, mainly Scotty Barnes um, and I guess Gary Trent Jr. as well, who was wearing a poncho that people were pointing out. <laughs> no, uh, it appeared that he had no T-shirt under the poncho. So what? sort of scumbag Steve-like move. Yeah, that's what people were saying, and it did look like that. So. Could you... S- I don't. I only ever remember seeing it from behind. You could see, like, I think it was a Montclair set on. Like, could you see his abs? Well, could you see? No, no, it, no. It was, was a, a long sort yeah, of. Yeah, it was long. Poncho, but yeah, yeah, you but could see some some. Some were the sides open? You know what I'm saying? Like, could you see? How much skin could you see? I think it went down see? too far. I think it went down too far. Uh, anyway. Is it, a, is it a poncho if you've got nothing underneath? Man, that's crazy. That's weird. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? We'll have to follow up on that. <laughs> but you got to wear I wanna, something. I want to get your thoughts on this game as a Raptors fan because you know Lee is rightfully taking them to task here. But a lot of people are saying this was actually a quality game from the Raps. God, yes. That they were in it. They're playing the best, one of the best teams in the league, in the Suns. They're right there. They gave themselves a chance. Like, what did you think? Boucher was a monster on the offensive glass. I think he had nine. Should have had ten. Mm-hmm. He bobbled one out of bounds. But what do you think? Well, yeah, this is sort of yeah the the second part of the season. This Raptors team has turned a corner in terms of effort and being connected on the defensive end do you want to play against this team no sir uh, they're not fun to go up and, and try and run an offense against right it was just it was really really difficult to run an offense against and when it came to a good fourth quarter defense yeah the sun shut them down and and they shut me up in terms of a guy who says go small go small deandre ayton was a huge on the glass there for the phoenix suns it helps having a monster uh in the middle to get offensive glass uh, offensive rebounds and that's what the raptors do lack is a little bit of size in the middle when they're going to these tiny lineups, you know, six nine across the front line. Yeah, they could they could use some size. That would be nice. They don't have one really to play all the time, and they could use a wing who could shoot. Some of those shots, uh, not so good. Uh, they're they're lacking. I mean, if Scotty Barnes can can develop a shot, uh, then they're gold. But yeah, they they were twenty one percent from three point land. It's gonna be hard to win that way. Mm-hmm. They just need to hit some more shots, and they missed ten free throws. Uh, while Devin Booker was banging home free throws and Mr. Raptor there by, uh, behind the rim, <laughs> like if if it's a if it's the inflatable Raptor, which who, they had there last night, like the 15 foot high one, yeah. Right. yeah. Rather than okay, so that guy's 15 feet versus normal man size, uh, that that is distracting in an empty arena as the Raptors are not playing with zero fans out there. That's totally distracting. I can see Devin Booker's complaint. It's supposed to be distracting. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get. Well, you can't complain like verbally, but you can say it in, in your head. Oh shit! There's a, there's a 15 foot raptor back there, kind of distracting. But it was just a regular man who had zero hops. He couldn't even. Yeah. He doesn't have huge hops. He has like half a foot hops. What are you complaining about? Uh, it's so but, funny. but but I think his his son's teammates knew too. In the press conference after he was. He was sitting with Jay Crowder and Chris Paul, and Jay Crowder was just laughing when he yeah. heard the question. Like, what are you? And then Devin Booker kind of was like, you know, I complain when these guys try and distract me in practices. <laughs> That's just who I am. At least he's admitting it. He doesn't like getting doubled in summer yeah. runs. He's consistent. Yeah, he's a <laughs> complainer. Yeah, he is for sure. I think it's very funny. I saw at protected pick tweet. A mascot being in an empty arena—that's funny. The mascot trying to distract the players—funny. 
Devin Booker getting mad at the mascot, funnier, and then fans getting mad at Devin Booker getting mad at a mascot in an empty arena, extremely funny. And that's exactly how I feel about it, Protect the Pick. This whole thing was hilarious to me. Uh, especially the part where the Raptor just went and sat in the corner, like he'd been scolded. <laughs> but uh, TK, what'd you think? Took a Tim Tebow knee <laughs> in, <laughs> in the corner watching from afar. <laughs> Uh, the Raptors need some shooters. If you get 22 offensive rebounds, that means you missed a lot of shots. Mm -hmm. They shot 40% from the field. Uh, and like Lee mentioned, uh, the free throws weren't necessarily knocking down either. But what it really came down to is that the uh, Raptors didn't have Chris Paul. That I mean, fourth quarter Chris <laughs> Paul. He just took over. Uh, I turned the game on. Fourth quarter, I think it was a 79-72 for the Raptors, and it was like an instant 17-4 to run. And it was just Chris Paul setting everything yep. up, going exactly where he wanted to. And then in the last minute 40 of the game, Raps are up by one. Chris Paul assists Devin Booker on an inbounds play. Then he hits his little jumper. Then he seals things with a couple of free throws. It's like... Sorry. I mean, you got to really beat Chris Paul mm. before the fourth quarter if you're going to have a chance of actually beating the Suns. <laughs> it feels like in watching a lot of Suns games, I can go like a week without seeing Chris Paul miss a mid-range jumper. Yeah. Like, it feels that way. I know he's missing every once in a while, but I can't recall them. Who, block, who blocked his ass this week? It was an incredible block, an uh, incredible recovery. On CP3? Like yeah. Sort of like behind, coming yeah. From behind? A, I don't remember. Some beautiful defense. I forgot, but yeah. it was, who it was they weird. Play? I can't remember who they played, but he sort of got like, – they swatted him, really, I think it was. Uh, but, yeah, he, he. I mean, he's awesome I mean, down the stretch there. <laughs> Should he good. be on the – okay, because I, I only bring this up because I heard uh, Ben Simmons talk, talking with Rob Mahoney and Justin Verrier about it. They were doing their all Ben NBA. Simmons is podcasting now. Wow. Uh, sorry, Bill Simmons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess his son might have a podcast too <laughs> Probably. Um, all nba guards as they were debating and it was, what was fascinating is they had all three different answers because someone was making the case as derozan as a guard and they got into you know whether he is a guard or a forward all that then john morant was included and then they're making the case for chris paul yes the numbers are not going to wow you but his impact on winning uh is you know, bar none. Oh, yeah. So I thought it was, it's an interesting debate. And I don't know, who would you go here at the halfway? Well, again, along it, with Curry as the other guy. If you want to look purely at numbers, then there'll be guys ahead of him. But if you want to look at like, who would you love to have the ball in his hand in the fourth quarter? I mean, there's not many who would be ahead of Chris Paul. I, I, I can't really, I mean, DeRozan this season has been right. awesome. Um, but Chris Paul, again, we saw last night, we saw all throughout his uh, playoffs and his career, you know, largely his career. When it comes fourth quarter, I mean, he's awesome. Remember when he played that one season in OKC and their execution in the last five minutes, pretty sure was the best in the league, again, because of him. So everywhere he goes, he's been able to take that. And I think you look at a guy like DeAndre Ayton, I just think he must so love playing with Chris Paul. He's going to get a bag this summer, a monster bag. I mean, he's kind of was getting one anyway. But he's like, Chris Paul's like, you just run, I'll find you. We've seen it when biombo has been playing there and uh, the young player as well. What's his name with the glasses? Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> no. Jalen Smith. Smith. He uh, took a jumper from the baseline. He hit, he hit one jumper. He yeah. took two from the baseline. But That's like probably the only two attempts from there, from the winning team spot. <laughs> yeah, the Russian the, spot. The, the, the thing is, it, it, it just doesn't matter who's out there on the floor with Chris Paul. It's like if you set the screen and roll to the rim, he'll get you the ball. You just got to catch it and finish it. And uh, DeAndre Ayton, I think this season, you never see him bobble it. It's like he just gets it and goes and finishes. And I think that's just uh, a credit to him. But it's also just a credit to Chris Paul, his ability to play with anybody. Fun game there between the Suns and the Raptors. Uh, highly recommend you at least check out the highlights. All right, let's keep it going here, though. Brandon Ingram, three late threes help lift the Pelicans 
past the Timberwolves. Sorry, Lily. Uh, One twenty-five. <laughs> well, yeah. sorry. Just uh, I, I said <laughs> I they're going to be a loser. So this is actually right on schedule. Right. That's it? true. That's true. They're a winner one weekend, then they're a loser the next weekend. But yeah, TK, what'd you think? Here? That's exactly right. Uh, you got to treat the Timberwolves like the Sacramento Kings. When things are going well, <laughs> just don't mention it. Okay. Right. Nobody look at them. But uh, we talked about a lot of good games last night. This was another one. Mm-hmm. Some games are a game. This was a game. Almost a duel as well. Brandon Ingram, you mentioned, was great in the fourth quarter, as was Anthony Edwards hitting some massive shots. 20 in the fourth quarter for Edwards. He brought the Timberwolves back. It was step backs. It was dribble drives. But he was outdone by Ingram. 10 in the fourth quarter. All in the last minute 13. Three threes, including one that was a four-point play. Hit the game winner with about a second left after a D'Angelo Russell layup. I heard Brevin Knight yell, Brandon Kingram. Uh. <laughs> it's Antonio uh. Daniels. Right? Is it? Yeah. Is it Antonio yeah. Daniels? Yeah, you're thinking Grizzlies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now this is interesting to me because I heard. I thought it was Brevin Knight. Then I heard him say, "I'm an Ohio boy." I'm like, Brevin Knight's not from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So I looked at Brevin Knight's Wikipedia page. He's not from Ohio, yeah, okay. but it says he's still. The color commentator. Mm-hmm. Mm, or was it for the Grizzlies? Yeah, maybe. Yes, maybe for the Grizzlies. Missed the team. For, yeah. For sh- yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Like I said, Antonio <laughs> Daniels yelled, Brandon Kingram. Yeah, yeah. and then, and then he, al- he also <laughs> added in when Ingram hit the Cut shot. Cut this out, JD. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who the uh, play-by-play is in New Orleans, though, don't you? Yes. Kevin Collab. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Great to hear Joel Myers back on the call. He, he, you guys are confusing a lot <laughs> of people yes. right now. Hey, Joel Myers was out with COVID, but he's back, baby, feeling good. But Antonio (laughs) Daniels said, he he said the Ingram shot went in, replay came up. He said, I knew that was going in. Look, look at me on the replay. You can see me. I'm standing up there. You can see me with one arm up. And he played a little bit of a Tony Romo ahead of time. He said, as they were inbounding the ball, they're like, it's got to find its way to Brandon Ingram. And it did because he was great. He's been playing awesome lately. 33 points last night, six for seven from three. And nine assists. He was racking up assists early on in this game as the double teams were coming. So he was in rhythm when it actually came time for him to get some shots. Hit a huge three of them. So that was really yeah. fun to see. Yeah. It's, yeah it's all right. Don't worry, man. Hey, man this don't team beat is... yourself up. What no, are you? That's, all right. we gotta... that's all good. That's all good. What are you, a <laughs> piece of space-age titanium? Don't be so hard on yourself. So Stupid. Don't worry. This this just this just allows us to do a tour of the South here. The Pelicans are coming <laughs> together in New Orleans, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. A couple teams here in the South, as we said, we're driving a Memphis. <laughs> then we might as well go to New Orleans as well. Oh, wow. we're coming just together. a jump over there. Right? <laughs> yeah, why not? It's a quick ride. Can your electric get you there? Going down the bayou? You're damn right. Good. That's half the reason I'm excited. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I cool. mean, a tiny bit of planning ahead. A tiny <laughs> bit of planning. You can't go get gasoline from any station, but... There's charges all over the place. <laughs> this <laughs> is modern day America. Do you have any thoughts on the Pelicans Wolves game there? That uh, it, well, it definitely a fun game yeah. uh, and a uh, great way to close it out for the Pels at home. They've actually been reasonably competitive. They they start off the season it was a disaster and, and Zion's away from the team right now rehabbing doing whatever he wants. So this has been a lost season. Really uh, inspiring victory for them last night. Brandon Ingram six for seven from downtown. Uh, so great stuff. Um, that's Do you think you- this season is a hundred percent lost? 
Well, one in twelve to start. Yeah. Bad news bears. Yeah. Twelve and twelve cents. Yeah. No way. They're I mean, a, they're a no game way. out of the play-in, I think. <laughs> okay. okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. sure they they could still fall into the play-in, but in in terms of like what this season could have been and was supposed to be, yeah, uh, the, you know, they're they're no more. It's than, lost in the sense that Zion hasn't played. They're right, and so they're not gonna they're not gonna get out of the first round. So, but if they make the playoffs, considering all that, then that will be. Consolation, I guess, sure. for the yeah. Bells, and he could, yes, yeah, and for Willie Green, good for him. I mean, you know, because uh, what a tough situation for him is his first ever head coaching job, and uh, you know, Zion's away. There's chaos and and that, and and you know, he's, if he can somehow muster this team into the play, and then that'll be a fantastic effort. They've rallied around Willie. Last eight home <laughs> games, they're six and two, and only losses against the Suns and the Jazz. Josh Hart said after the game, this. The city has has rallied around us, and yeah, it's like a, you could buckle and be a bad team and just decide to fold, but no, sir. Three other games on last night. We had KCP hitting a three off the glass to help lift the Wizards <laughs> over the Thunder, 122-118. to 118. We had Vooch and DeRozan lifting the Bulls over the Pistons, 133-87. to 87. That was a beatdown, and the Clippers rallied from 25 down in the second half to stun the Nuggets in an 87 to 85 uh, game, which is also weird. So first I want to st- start with the Wizards because there's a couple of things coming out of this game <laughs> besides the actual basketball. Shams is saying, reporting uh, after the game last night, that Montrez Harrell and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, they got into a physical altercation Teammates. at halftime huh. of the Thunder win. Hmm. Players only beef was it players only fight yeah (laughs) uh sources said uh montrez harrell became upset with kcp for not passing to him at the end of uh the first half around there and they started like jawing with each other as they were walking back to the locker room and then those two exchanging words turned into taking swings at each other i guess nobody hit but they they had to be separated too good too good but then they you know they came out in the second half and Play both played and kcp hit that big shot and they got the win so this is probably nothing just except you know, some frustration boiling over here, I guess, Taz? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and good reporting for whoever was hanging around there and saw the two blows <laughs> that didn't land. Like, where were they exactly <laughs> when the reporter just saw them, you know, throw, throw, air? I guess you know, maybe don't... maybe in the tunnel. Uh-huh. Going back to, I would assume. Tunnel fits. Yeah. Un- unless it happened in the locker room and then... There's an insider, uh-huh. the Wizards. Interesting. You know, that's why, that's why I bring like, it up. Oh, Shams is going to want this. <laughs> Koozie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Koozie. That's why I was thinking, like, don't you want to be alone for your throws? But maybe they just came in the uh, came in the hallway. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that. It's all right. It's all right, man. It's Antonio right. Daniels is from Ohio. I looked <laughs> it up. Let, let it go. Let it go. Prior to the game, we had Montrez Harrell going viral uh, because he arrived in a very unusual light-up mask that covered his entire face. It displayed the message, I'm back. I'm back. In scrolling <laughs> text. Now, why is this important? Well, first off, that's just a, a wild look. And you could debate, is Montrez Harrell good enough a player yeah, to say no. I'm back? And probably not. You know, you're, you're not Jordan. You're not even Clay. He's uh, got but, the two Ant Vivs on his shirt. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's is nice. that? yeah, that's Weird. nice. But here's why this is important, guys. Season preview, part three. All right, we're going way back here to the start of the season. One of the questions was, what will be the next big fashion trend? And I said on that show, you can go back and watch it. It's on YouTube. That was the question right there. I said it would be these like 
futuristic face shields or sunglasses. And you guys said, yeah, okay, maybe I could see that. So not only did I sort of call that, because that's really what Montrez Harrell was wearing. I mean, it's a, a souped-up version of what I was predicting there. But then Trey, like a minute after I said this, he's like, you know what? I, could, I, I, I see what you're saying, Skeets. I could see Montrez Harrell being wow. the first to do this. Called the player. Called the fashion trend and the player. That's a that's a one-two prediction. Well, I'm Dwayne Ward. He's Tom Hankey. Now, now the I'm back starts to make more sense because Trey's been saying all season long, <laughs> the Bulls are back. Wow. Montrez, I'm back. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think Montrez obviously watches the show and he's like, how can I send a little message out here to Trey? <laughs> I appreciate that. Wow. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So... Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think Antonio Daniels is gonna take over for <laughs> Hey, don't worry, Whatever. man. Larry Bird's a streaky shooter. Yeah, right we it, all so, been there. Know. We all been there. Uh, so that was wild. And then Okay, here's a question though. Yeah. Do you think you can change the saying on that like yeah. easily? Like yeah, it's like your an phone. app? Yeah. Yeah, not, not a bad pick and pay off. You got to wear that mask thing on your face oh. the whole thing, and it just keeps switching. You never know what it says. That's no, not bad. <laughs> like poop face. I mean, how much does one of those things cost? I wonder. Eighty bucks. No, way more. Way more. Way more. Yeah, way price more. is no object. We have to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. The price is well, no if, object. I mean, if Montrez Harrell is such a big fan of the show, maybe he'll let us borrow it. Maybe. Okay. Real talk. I had a conversation with Montrez Harrell about the show once upon a time. Oh. Montrez Harrell and KJ McDaniel's. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. Talked about the starters in the Houston Rockets locker wow. room. I don't yeah. know if he's stuck around since then, but uh, thanks for subscribing, Montrez. <laughs> we love your Respect. face. Uh, as for the Wizards themselves. You know, another tight win. This is crazy, Lee. They improved to 17-4 and four in clutch situations mm. this year. They are always in close games and somehow always, or for, for the most part, always pulling them out. And for those that don't know, clutch means like the final five minutes of a game with a point difference of five points or fewer. So last night was a perfect example of that. I don't think a te- the team's led by more than five points in the fourth quarter entirely. And they pull it out of their ass again, Tass. Well, it's because they have Kyle Kuzma on their team. Ah, big shot after big shot. 29 points last night. Over his last eight. He's 26 and 11. Hello. 11 rebounds for Kyle Kuzma. Obviously, he's beefed earlier this week having a 20-rebound game. But, uh, my goodness, putting him up. And he's feeling good. Feeling so good that he's talking a little smack on Twitter. And we'll get to him in Tweet of the Night uh, because Kuz is bring it. I mean, this is the best stretch of Kuz's career, obviously. He was he was the number yeah. one option with the Lakers. He was scoring 20 per, but again, 26 and 11 over his last eight. Good stuff. 17 and 4 in clutch situations, and I think the Pacers are 1 and 11 <laughs> in clutch situations. So you can, you can just, maybe if you wanted to, if things fall different ways, you could like just flip those records lately. Pacers disappointing, Wizards, you know, still yep. winning enough games here in a lot of close ones. Getting it done, yeah. Uh, Kuz, though, I've really enjoyed his season. He, he's really stepped up. He hasn't sort of felt sorry for himself being uh, not on the Lakers anymore. Instead, he's saying, hey, I can play this game. He's not shooting as well as I thought from downtown. He's only 32%, but those really? big clutch buckets are the ones. Uh, that count, and he's not afraid of the moment, and that's what's great about him. So he was looking last night like a like a panther when he turned up too. He had that uh, a lot of leather. Yeah, the black leather outfit, <laughs> like on a leather well. daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was a tight top. It was very very snug. Like uh, yeah. the pants, the pants were flowing. Yeah, uh, but that was a tight top. Yep, very interesting. Going both ways because I saw the yeah. tight top, and then I thought leather pants. I mean, they must be fairly tight, but just going like. 
real big and real tight. He can do it all right now. Uh, yeah. Giant sweaters, so. tight tops. He can wear whatever clothes he wants. Exactly. All right, we got to take our first break, but when we come back, we will hit the beach to answer a few of your questions, and we still have Tweet of the Night, of course. All right. Well, let's get to a little beach step in and answer a few of your questions. Beach stepping on a Wednesday. Keep your questions coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. If you want to email them in, you can always tweet them in at no dunks inc or you can leave them in the YouTube comments. First one here. Serious question. That's how it starts. Okay? That's how you know it's serious. Do you think halftime entertainer Red Panda should be considered for the Basketball Hall of Fame? Red Panda has been the most popular halftime performer since she started back in 1993. She's performed thousands of times in front of millions of people. Her show revolves around skill, precision, strength, and theatrics. Currently, players, coaches, referees, and contributors qualify for the Hall of Fame. For a person to be inducted to the Hall of Fame as a contributor, they must have made, quote, significant contributions to the game of basketball. Basketball is entertainment, (laughs) and Red Panda has kept crowds entertained during halftime for close to 30 years. So that is the question. Does Red Panda deserve to be in the Basketball Hall of Fame? And this is from someone that just wants to be referred to as Panda Fan. Mm. <laughs> you think it's Red Panda I herself? think it's Red Panda. Of it course it is. It yeah. could be. But uh, Tass, do you think there's a, a well-argued point here from, from Panda Fan about Red Panda? You damn straight it is. And I even I edited it because I wanted to sell everybody here on the fact that Red Panda deserves to be in the hall just like Panda Fan. Yeah, we can tell you're a Panda Fan. We can tell. Uh, you didn't want your real name in there? Just call me Panda Fan. Well, Panda Fan, you got it. She goes back to 1993. It feels like we've been talking about Panda Fan right. forever. She For had, Red Panda or Panda Fan? Panda Fan. I mean Red Panda. Sorry. <laughs> Might be the same person. I, I, it is totally possible. Uh, but Red Panda has been killing it for years. We've been talking about her. She is number one. She should be in the hall. That being said, I think it's time to pass the torch. Red Panda, she, had it, uh, she, she faded away. She retired for a bit. She came back. Yep. I watched Christian and Scooby last night. Oh! In Memphis, Christian, killing it. It's time to pass the torch to Christian because I was watching it with Danielle and and she said, where's the dog? Because Christian was doing his solo act. And I said, appreciate what he's doing right now. He was in pure handstand, double handstand. He's he's got those sort of those those bars that come up where he just throws them down. And then he threw out the one and he goes on on a one hand handstand. And then he was flying back and forth, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, while vertically up in the air. He's, it's incredible what he's doing right now. Now, it, it's not just an acrobat. Like, I guess that wouldn't... That's just not enough to get you in the hall, I'm saying. You know, just just the, the physical feats. You need something else. You need the bowls like Red Panda. You need the dog. And that's when the dog came out. And, uh, you, know what, you know what Joel Myers says. Every halftime act needs a dog. Yeah, Joel Myers was on the call in Memphis. Has I think Tass is going to send in an email. Christian fan. Yeah. Right in. Christian's underrated, man. Yes. Everybody wants to see Scooby. Christian's out there balancing like crazy. My girls like to play Christian and Scooby around the house. One of them's balancing. The other is like crawling around whooping. It's awesome. I say put them all in the Hall of Fame. Red Panda, her bowls, Christian, Scooby, 
Percy. Uh, that guy who shoved himself through a toilet seat cover. The toilet seat cover. Oh, Quick yeah. change, all of his costumes. Yeah. Throw them all in because the more weirdos that are in, the better chance we have. <laughs> Am I right, Lee? Yeah, the only guy I haven't got a fist bump from yet. There we go. What do you think, Lee? You want Red Panda in the basketball? Yeah, yeah, fine. Why not? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, they've opened it up to fans. I mean, Nav's in there as a uh, super fan. So, uh, is he? Yeah. Is he in the actual basketball? I think so. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, then yeah. If, I mean, if yeah, Nav is yeah. going in, if we're putting super fans, yeah. in, then one hundred percent we're playing. Yeah. Red the Panda. other thing with Panda, you know. She dropped a few balls in the last few years. I mean, yeah, let's she, be honest. You know, okay, did Michael MJ, Jordan hit every shot? Exactly. <laughs> he went perfect in the finals. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> Shooting? No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, Red, you, you can liken Red Panda's career to MJ's because she did retire and then she did come back. That's yeah, true. Yeah, and uh, she hasn't been the same. Got to agree. Uh, you know, well, we can still be critical amazing, here. No. Especially, yes. especially for her age. Mm. But we don't remember MJ as a wizard. I don't remember the second iteration of Red Panda either. Is there somebody out there trying to be Blue Panda? Ooh. Purple Panda? Like, somebody, like, trying to do her act? Like, that'd be... I, I, pandemonium. That's a good question. <laughs> Send it in. But I could uh, see it in the hall, yeah. You could have the cupboards. You could have the china bowls in the cupboards. Why not? Have a little display there. Right. You could try it out, too. Like, it could be interactive. Ooh, like you, you could sit like I don't think you would actually be on a unicycle like a 10 foot tall unicycle but you could sit on something and just try and flip one bowl onto your head or something like that yeah some virtual thing yeah alright cool uh, next one hey Son Dunks long time listener since the manually downloading mp3s of the basketball Jones days one of my favorite stories of the season so far is the emergence of DeJounte Murray as a fully fledged star while his stellar play is getting the attention it deserves on informed podcasts such as No Dunks what is still not being talked about enough is how similar his name to his name is to Dijon Mustard. At its best, <laughs> with steak as part of a mustard medley alongside Old English and Whole Grain. Delicious. Aside from O.J. Mayo, what are other players from the annals of NBA history that deserve a place on your all-condiment team? Cheers. That's from Rodney in Sydney, Australia. I mean, we've been saying Dijon Murray for a long time. So I thought, Rodney, you would mention that, but that's okay. Anyways, Trey, all condiment team. OJ Mayo mentioned. Oh, that's a good one, obviously. Really good one. Yeah. That is, that is, the team is called the OJ Mayo team. I would have to think DeJounte Murray, sure, you can make it. I do feel like when DeJounte Murray comes up, DeJounte Mustard does come up. <laughs> for sure. The Venn diagram is nearly a circle for that one. So here's a, here's a few names I would add to the OJ Mayo team. Cam Horse Reddish. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Or Cam Relish. Cam, I said yeah. Cam Relish. Rella, you yeah. know, no said. Yeah. Cam Relish. I think is it better. just sounds better. Yeah. Now we're getting. I mean, I'm already only on name number two, and it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a stretch. Yeah. Pau Gasalt. Okay. Yeah. Now salt. Is it a condiment? Is it a condiment? Yeah. It's a seasoning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But uh, hey, it's you're at the dinner table and it's there with the other <laughs> condiments. As far as I'm concerned, put them in the same basket. You know, some sure, people yeah, like extra it. salt. Some people don't. All right. Thank you for that one. Uh, okay. Vinegar Baker. That's good. <laughs> okay. That's good. Again, you get into the complications of is vinegar a condiment? Uh, I think, I, think I, so. I, I would vote yes on vinegar. Yeah. More, so More so than, than salt. salt. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. mm -hmm. you, go, you go to a sandwich shop. You want us to throw some vinegar on yeah, there? You want yeah. us to throw some vinegar on your fries? Mm. 
Right. You weirdo. It's true. I guess when I do go to Subway, I say, hey, can you throw some pepper on there? He throws some, I don't ask for salt, but I guess I could. It's, it's a condom. It's a gray area. Uh, it's a gray yeah. area. Um, salt and Lister. <laughs> Barbecue Tino Mobley. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. I mean, wow. I told you. I told you. It's gonna be. Yeah. We're gonna be stretching. Yeah. We're gonna be doing some yoga here on this one. Uh, here's a dumb one. Mike Mustard Scala. <laughs> Mike Muscala. Okay. You had to get in a mustard. Yeah, I had to get, it, had to get in a mustard. Uh, the only thing I really know, Cam Reddish is making this as Cam Reddish. Yeah, like and that. the commentator for this team is Stacy King because he loves it. When you give me the hot sauce, <laughs> 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 uh, Okay, not, uh, tough. Yeah, a difficult task. Uh, yeah, we gave him so there. tough. Yeah, uh, the NBA All Condiment Team. Yeah. Do, you, do you have any that come to mind? Well, Sauce Castillo. Pretty good, you know. You know, nickname, nickname. Um, and and, and good. someone to introduce the uh, introduce the segment would be Rachel Pickles. Does that count? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that counts. Like an Rachel off mic laugh from Jamie. That counts big time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the the the. The sponsor would be Oscar Meyer Robertson, uh, and uh, Hot Dog Williams would obviously be on the menu. Relish Smith could be served as well. Ooh. Ish, Morelli. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I'll if you don't that. want any condiments, the world be free. That's just a hot dog with nothing on it. <laughs> wow, this will really turn into a little pun gun here. Yeah. For sure, that's yeah. good. Rachel Pickles. <laughs> yeah. ah, that's great. Um, all right, if you have a... Uh, another um, <clears throat> suggestion for the all condiment team. I'm, I'm sure they're dropping them in the stream team right now. I don't have it open in front of me. Julius Ranchel. <laughs> <laughs> Rory Sriracha Murray. <laughs> Kendall Dill. Hmm. I like it. Not bad. Corey Spaghetti. That's not a condiment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right, playing food pun now. Yeah. <laughs> Rory Chimichurri. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, one more question here. Why not? Hi, Dunkaronis. I was randomly watching a comedy bit of Ronnie Ching, and it cut to an audience reaction shot. It was only up for a split second, but I was so sure that I saw a task that I rewound it and played it at quarter speed. And I think we have the photo. So JD can chuck this up, and we'll show it to you here on YouTube. That's me. <laughs> okay. So can task confirm if I am right? And then yes. my question is... Yes. Like, yeah, the answer is yes. Like, oh, wow. That is you. <laughs> yes. You were there. You were at this Ronnie comedy act uh -huh. and loving it, laughing your ass off. Totally. All right. Loved it. Who are you with there? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I blacked out. I was just it was tunnel vision on Ronnie Chang. Okay. Well, the question is, have you ever been on TV for something you're proud of other than NBA-related reasons? Love your show. That's from Josh. All the way over in London, England. Um, so Lee, what do you what do you have for this? I'm sure you got a great story. Well, I've, I've, yeah, there's three answers. Uh, one is basketball related, so I'll leave that if you want it. I can give it to you later on. But um, the other two actually happened in London. Okay. Um, and the first one, uh, it was like uh, I'd been at a bar, and it was like three o'clock in the morning in summer, and I came out, and someone just shoved the TV camera in my face, and this lady just started asking me questions. I was booze and just yeah great I want to be three on in the morning yeah something like okay. that it was it was a late Super night late. 
And because, so in England, in London, <clears throat> before Uber, they have these things called mini cabs, right? Where you would just basically hail one off the street and then you negotiate a fee to where you're going. It's a way of, you know, getting home at night. It's like, all right, I'm going here. I'll give you 10 quid if you take me here. A little bit of back and forth. I think they're sort of illegal, but they <laughs> but they weren't. Because they, it was like you could, you could anywhere on the street, especially in the city, yeah. you would find them on, a, on, you know, weekends. So how is it not like a cab? I mean, it sounds exactly... Well, it's... It, I mean, it's... Uh, there's no... There's no fair... There's no uh, meter. It's just... Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I see. So, you, so you say, listen, I'm going here, man, and he sort of it's, can... It's cab rides after dark. Yeah, it is. Right. It is. <laughs> and so this feature was on, you know, do you think this is a... a, a a, a good safe way to get around the city sure. buses can be a bit inconsistent taxis hard to get and expensive yeah. and so i remember <laughs> this but i never saw it on tv but then like three or four months later a couple of people from work were like hey i saw you on this uh documentary the other day about <laughs> minicabs and safety in the city and stuff like that and i'm like what and then i it started coming back to my and i said what was i saying they said ah oh, you just, you were just like <laughs> you were just like yeah they're great i love them you know you can start to you know and, and i really got it and then a couple of guys i played cricket with were also like were you on tv the other day and i was like I, apparently so and this was before i had like i just had an old tv i didn't i couldn't record it there was no like um, you know you couldn't go in and sort of find I don't even remember what show it was on or when it was on but a few other people saw it so uh, that was one time it was great right so you're just off your face yeah just boozed and you know that's the best time to get people is when they come out of a club <laughs> like, like sure why not yeah, you know okay. why not so that was great and then uh, in 2008 just before the um, before the uh, democratic um, uh, Hillary versus Barack Obama they were doing a feature in Convention. London. Okay. Yeah, and, and it was like, debate, yeah. what do yeah, you know about Barack Obama? And I was just walking along the street. I'm pretty sure it was on CNN. I don't know if it went on oh. TV, but it went on their website. <laughs> this lady just came up and said, uh, we're doing a feature on the uh, US election. Do you want to be on it? And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> and so she was like, all right, it's all about Barack Obama. Do you know, you know, and she asked me all these questions about Obama, like, you know, what state does he represent? Where's he from? What party is he? You know, do you know about his background or anything <laughs> like that? testing your knowledge? Oh, yeah. And we were talking for ages. And, and I, for some reason, I knew he was a basketball and a Bulls fan. So oh, right. I was able to sort of, I said, I think he might be from Illinois. Uh, I would say he's probably Illinois because he's a Chicago fan. And uh, anyway, so they asked me all these questions. I was going for like 10 minutes. And then a few days later, I saw it on the website and I was the thumbnail. Like it was me as the thumbnail. <laughs> so this exists. This is out somewhere. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was actually looking we for it this morning. I, oh. I mean, it was from 2008. It was July. Oh, uh, so 14 say. years ago. I don't know if it would still be up or not. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's me wearing a Superman. You wonder if it's still doing clips. I was wearing a blue Superman shirt. And uh, I was the thumbnail. It was great. I'm going to say 2008. That was the. Those were the days of auto-generated thumbnails. I don't think they were <laughs> uploading. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I used to be able to upload stuff to a platform. You could always pick that thumbnail. So, uh, but I was pretty happy with uh, how I did. I mean, I didn't. I didn't get all the questions right, but I was like, "What? I'm, I'm so." Was a quiz? This is a quiz. Yeah. Exactly. No, no. It's 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 like, hey, the election's coming up. 
you know, um, they're just trying to see outside of America how people, what people knew about the candidate. I think okay, Hillary. So it Hillary is was, sort of a quiz in the sense, like, yeah, let's test uh, this random yeah. Australia guy here in London, England, yeah, and see yeah. what he knows about the U.S. election. Yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, like I say, basketball sort of came into play there because oh. I was like. I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, Obama's from there. So <laughs> we gotta fight this. Yeah, I, I mean, like I say, I was looking for it this morning and uh, couldn't. Re- I can't remember what it was called. Like Obama 2008 <laughs> CNN, but uh, <laughs> like, maybe it's didn't Australian turn it up right away. <laughs> Australian <laughs> Superman gives weird interviews. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Australian <laughs> Superman guesses Barack Obama's state. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, okay, those are some keywords for uh, you know the stream teamers and everybody listening to try and find this clip. Let yeah. us know if you find it. Yeah, dunks at the other Was that you wow. said you had three stories? the other one is a basketball story uh, because I was in London and uh, I had a hot date and I was going to Philadelphia for uh, Valentine's <laughs> I you were Day. Say hot dog for some <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't buy tickets online for some reason for the Sixers and Magic game. Um, I, I don't know why. I can't remember why. But anyway, so I went to the Sixers. Uh, website and I found whoever was the GM and I emailed him and said hey I'm coming to Philadelphia for Valentine's Day I can't get tickets can you help me out I'm not looking for freebies you know I wasn't I wasn't scouting yes, for freebies <laughs> anyway he said yeah here you go and uh, I paid for them so I'm at the game I'm there I'm wearing a red Allen Iverson shirt I've got a, 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 a The Answer sweatband on so who all that hot date in Philadelphia <laughs> yeah well from uh, yeah yeah it's, it's a long story well, that, that, that's irrelevant to okay. the story but all right. anyway I'm just confused you're flying across the okay yeah, yeah, go ahead you said you were in London yeah you're flying to Philadelphia yeah. to watch the Magic play the Sixers yeah you emailed the Magic GM no the Sixers, Sixers GM yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no dummy <laughs> yeah and then they didn't give you tickets you still had to buy them I, I bought them they, they, they you know I gave than my uh, credit card. Anyway, so I'm there yeah. watching the game, and it was a nationally TV uh, broadcast game. And I look, and I saw D Lineham, and she was looking at me, and she had a microphone in her hand. And oh, I'm wait, like, have we heard this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. because we actually tried to find this clip. Uh, but it, because it was a national game, I was on the local broadcast, so it was never actually uh, we couldn't find it. Right? Uh, yeah. So D Lineham came over, and I was chatting with D Lineham. I was on the Sixers local broadcast. Valentine's Day, 2003. Had you traveled with the answer sweatband and like you just happened to be going to a Sixers game? No, I I picked that up in uh, I picked that up in the NBA store in New York City, uh, like 2002 or something like that. You know. Wait, so you didn't get it on that trip? No, no, no. You were traveling with it. You're like, I might need this. I thought I'm going to the Sixers game. I'm wearing my sweatband. And I had the uh, Iverson fives, I think four or fives, you know, the black and gray ones that I love. Mm-hmm. Me and Rhino Settons, love right. those ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those was nice your, was your ones. date, your hot date impressed? Uh, tired? Yeah, she she loved Alan Iverson. So it was you got like, on TV. She better be impressed. Yeah, but, but see, I, that's the thing. I don't actually think we, I mean, we must have been on the local right. sixes, but again, national game. So I'm not sure. Mm. But uh, well, why was why were you being interviewed? Because I think the GM or whoever I spoke to was like, hey, go and find out this guy and have a talk to him. No way. Well, it was, it was she, was, she came up to me. D came up to me and was like, are you Lee? And I'm like, yeah. Are you the guy? Yeah. <laughs> are yeah. you the random guy that's been emailing our GM? <laughs> yeah. I guess that yeah. is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were at the starters, 
is this something you sent Matt or JD Matt scouring for in, in the archives? Because this what it oh, sounds uh, like. Not Matt. Keep going. Let's have a little bit of uh, who did I ask? Who did uh, I get? Uh, there you go. Garrett? Yeah. yeah. And he found it. He found it, but he only found the ESPN uh, copy of it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not the and you uh, weren't in it. Not the Philadelphia one. So. Great game. Uh, Alan, uh, yeah. Alan Iveson hit a free throw to win it after uh, Tracy McGrady hit a big three oh, to tie it up. Good yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. Great city, Philadelphia. Saw the bell. <laughs> Did she she travelled with you from uh f- not from London, no. Oh, you met up yeah. there. Wow. Mr. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Have you thought about shooting an email to the current Philadelphia 76ers GM to see if perhaps they Ooh. can track down this footage? Yeah. I mean, I I haven't uh, maybe they could. Yeah. If only you had a computer. Oh, well, you guys are going to Memphis soon. You better start sending some emails to the uh, GM of the Grizzlies. I will be looking out for giveaways from Lang Whitaker. Okay, yes. uh, do you guys want to? I mean, do you, do you want to no. try and top? No, any of all those of the stars? times I've been on TV have been NBA related. Okay, 100% of the times. You, Tass, any? Any funny uh, stories where you're on the news or well, something be, like that? I'll, I'll make mine quick. Okay. This is based on our experience at NBA TV working when we were at the starters it was the Grizzlies playing the Milwaukee Bucks Yanis Kumpo up against a couple other Greeks Costa Kufos and Nick Kalathis so why I sung the national anthem during our show the Greek national anthem during our show I, I don't know I did yeah um, I didn't sing the whole thing TV gotta go quick gotta Cut to break. Cut him off. We don't want to hear the whole anthem. Anyways, uh, but that was enough for Greek TV, a Greek TV station to say, whoa, a Greek in the USA singing the Greek national anthem? Let's get him on TV. So I did an interview on Greek TV because I'm a presenter, as they say abroad, right. on NBA TV. And I'm a, you know, I have Greek heritage. So I did an interview. That was a while ago. Probably last time I spoke Greek. But uh, good time. Good did, time. Did you and that's again? not a D-line them. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the answer. Did, uh, did they ask you to sing it again when you were on their program? Who? The, the Greek. Uh, oh, oh yeah. No, right, right, right. Very good question. <laughs> not really. But nah, <laughs> thanks for no, me. no, they know the anthem. So they oh, didn't okay. ask it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All cool. right. Well, great questions. Uh this is why we do this. You never know what he's going to say for the most part. Uh, so keep sending them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. we got to take our final break. When we come back, uh, tweet of the night and pick them results. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adrian Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. 
I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> oh, the ad reads are a little wilder in the classic factory. <laughs> oh, sure. Step on Hit a little beach. different when they're alive. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Alrighty, I've got a few for you here. Okay. Alright, when trash talking happens in the NBA, it will make it on this show. Mm. As I said, Kyle Kuzma feeling so good right now. So when there were reports that Tobias Harris was needed to be included in the package for Ben Simmons. Kyle Kuzma, it's got nothing to do with the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> but Tobias Harris reports him and his contract have got to be included. So Kyle Kuzma jumps on and says, how the hell you package 80 million? <laughs> Just, there's a report from Mark Spears. Kyle Kuzma says, okay, yeah, you want to package the Sixers, Ben Simmons with Tobias Harris? Okay, I get it, but how the hell you package 80 millions? <laughs> Just talk and smack about another player in the NBA. That's what Twitter That's is good for. Second one, a little more trash talking. I was alerted to the Spurs' Jock Landale's engagement photo. Jock Landale, center for the Spurs, got right. engaged Congrats. on Instagram. No Dunks fan Serge in Manila, he, he alerted me to this photo of Jock and his bride-to-be. And that's when the Utah Jazz, Joe Ingles, he's got nothing to do with this. Okay. He chimes in in the comments on Instagram and says, don't know why she said yes, but congrats, guys. Ah, great. Uh, Damn, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Devin Vassil liked it. It's hmm. nice. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always fun. Uh, the Aussies just yeah. swearing at each other. Yeah. And we've had some good dad jokes recently. I mean, that's a you know dad joke family. We had some good da Dirk dad jokes oh, yeah. last week yeah. when he thanked his father-in-law for making his bride. <laughs> uh, Man, Roman ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was ready in Philadelphia oh, that wow. night. Uh, third item. Okay, it's a little more serious, a little more basketball-y. Okay. Uh, it's a video, but you have to keep your ears open. A little little test mm. for for you guys here and everyone out there. <laughs> okay. This is a Russell Westbrook press conference. They had just lost a game against the Memphis Grizzlies. ESPN's Dave McMenamin. He starts his question saying, from a point guard's perspective, and Russell interrupts him with a, that's funny. So listen, listen to this <laughs> from McMenamin to Westbrook. Here we go, JD. Russ, from a point guard's perspective, what'd you make of that's funny? Go ahead, Dave. Okay. I wanted to know what you made of John Morant's impact, uh, considering 
Okay, the answer doesn't matter. But I like the fact that Russell Westbrook, I mean, it's interesting that McMenamin says from a points guard's perspective, and Westbrook replies with, he says, shit, that's funny. Because he's not the point guard. He's not the point guard. That's the point. You don't make anything of this? I do. I do. You, Lee's not... I, let's, I, you're, I, my initial reaction was <laughs> like, yeah. he's like saying, you know, as if Dave's saying, hey, I'm a point guard. Uh, that's the way it, like... Uh, uh, McMenamin's a shooter. Well, let's yeah. hear it again for you, Lee. Uh, okay. <laughs> Russ, from a point guard's perspective, what you make of... That's funny. Go ahead, Dave. Take your hand away from your Take your hand away from your mouth first, right? So, so you think? Hold on, you think Westbrook? My first reaction was, my first reaction was like, as if Dave's like, "Hey, from <laughs> I'm a point, a point guard. yeah, like from a point, <laughs> point guard to point what? guard." <laughs> I don't think so. No, no I mean, no. but like I say, when you see it first, but Russ, <laughs> like, okay. come on, man. <laughs> you, you, okay, settle down. <laughs> settle down. Settle down. Settle down. If he doesn't want to be there, just go. Take the fine, man. But if what? you're going to be there... What's just going on here? Uh, well, he was upset, obviously. This, 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 is, this is the story that happened. And, and I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't a little bit more being made of Russell Westbrook being pissed. Why? I, I'm, I'm confused what you're reaching at here. So he's like, you're saying... So can I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around what you okay. think is happening here. What I Westbrook, know is Westbrook happening. is like pissed off with Dave questioning it that way because he's no. like I'm not a point guard he's not handling the ball like he used to oh okay wow what, I guess, what, what, I guess. what is the other explanation <sighs> from a point guard's perspective shit that's funny uh, to, and a great job by Dave McMenamin to allowing allowing that pregnant pause afterwards uh, where it got a little awkward. Yeah. I mean, I don't think yeah, there's another okay. explanation. They went for a, a little a four-game run, and then Westbrook had a bad game there, but he is uh, at, at, at that Memphis loss, but he has not been assisting as much recently. He has not had the ball in his hands much recently okay. with LeBron taking over. And yeah, I just putting this in the archive. I'm being the <laughs> You're archivist. You're just asking a question. You're just putting oh, yeah, it out yeah. there. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I think there is. I mean, he's obviously pissed. He obviously had a bad game as well, so that could be part of it. That is part of his uh, his mannerism there, Lee, where he's mm. got his hand over his face. He is pissed. But yes, I totally. What what other explanation is there other than him saying, "I'm not the point guard anymore." And in, in that, in that game. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. Commenting on Dave McMenamin's point guard abilities, <laughs> the reporter's point guards. I don't think. Probably that, not. No, I think he's saying, I used to be the point guard, but recently wow. not so much. I mean, obviously he's also. So pissed. what? Then he let that slip? Like, you know, it was like. No, he says what he, he just wants. He doesn't care. Okay. What do you think, TK? Was he asking him, like, was Dave McMenamin asking Westbrook how Westbrook compares himself to John Morant? Is that, like, what the question was? I'm not that's, a, that's the only thing that makes sense, right? Like, they played against each other. Everybody compares John Morant to Westbrook. Right. Morant didn't have a great game, 16 points on four of nine shooting. Not a good game. But, I mean, they're, like, compared a lot. So, is he just saying, hey, you're a point guard. Maybe not on this team, but you are a point guard. <laughs> right. Do yeah. you think that John Morant is your style of point guard? Well, I don't even know what the question was afterwards. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. He was I think that's exactly right. I think it doesn't matter what the question was. Westbrook was just looking to get angry in a press conference, mm, and he it's did. It's possible. It's possible. It's happened before. Yeah. Anyways, I just just put it in the archivist. Uh, you know, I, 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 I just like having – put it in the archives. I like having these things documented. Just for future sake, <laughs> you never know when you need it. If I was watching the Sixers and the Magic in 2008 – is that what you said? 
2003. Holy yeah. cow, we're going the Barack way back. Obama was 2008. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So many stories on this yeah. show. Yeah, if uh, 2008, maybe I'm conflating it with when I worked at TSN. I was an archivist. I would mark <laughs> down this guy from Australia talking to D. Lynham because he got tickets, and now he's being interviewed. Right. Because he got tickets through emailing the GM. You emailed the GM? Well, I emailed whoever was highest on the uh, uh, chain of like, uh, on on their website. Yeah, I just said, I'm going the top. Why not? I'll work my way down. Anyway. Here's what I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad we do have this documented now. Because if I ever find myself in a game, a pickup run with Dave McMenamin, And he is not playmaking. He is not setting up. He's he's gunning away. He's chucking away. He's not playing defense. Oh, I will remember. And I will, uh, like Westbrook, get very upset. From a point guard's perspective, give me the ball, Dave. You're a shooter, not a playmaker. Dave. Yeah. He's a shooter, for sure, Dave. He is. He's got a great shot. Great shot. Probably one of the better, uh, one of the better players in the media. Uh, I have never played with him, but I do know that he laces his shoes incredibly tight. (laughs) (laughs) Man, wow. Gives him a real yank. (laughs) He loves to post on Instagram. I'm like, that's true. It's true. Your eyelets are almost touching. (laughs) Narrow feet. I'm well aware. (laughs) All right. Wow. What a wild show this has turned into. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to the pick and results from last night's game. It was the Warriors-Grizzlies game brought to you by BetMGM. Warriors were favored by one and a half on the road. I wasn't picking against a team that had won nine straight. I'll tell you that, Lee. Neither were you. Mm-hmm. We took the Grizzlies. They got the dub. I'm 5-2. and two. I'm feeling good. I'm finally winning some games here. Lee gets the victory, so he's 3-4, and four, tying them with Trey at 3-4, and four, and Tass uh, having a rough month here in January at 2-5, and five, but uh, a lot to still be determined. So what's our game tonight? Well, we got a big one. The Nets and the Bulls. It's a close spread. Basically a pick em. Who cares? It's a one-and-a-half point spread. The Bulls getting the visiting Brooklyn Nets, so Kyrie Irving will be taking the floor, of course. Yeah. And we're splitsville on this one. I'm surprised. I thought I would be alone in picking the Brooklyn Nets uh, with the way they've been pretty much they've playing been, poorly recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that one good uh, Kyrie appearance on the road. But Skeets, you're with me. Yep. Trey and Lee taking the Bulls. 10 p.m. Eastern tip-off. Yes. Very, what the hell very, is going yeah. on? Very it's an ESPN game. So uh, that's – that, what's that uh, 9 o'clock local time? 9 o'clock Chicago time. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Hollinger tweeting this morning, joking that, is this game being played in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it is a weird start time yeah. here for uh, for a Nets-Bulls game in Chicago. Yeah. No doubt. We've got Mavericks-Knicks before that, so a doubleheader on ESPN. Nets right. didn't Still. play last night, right? No. 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 So back-to-back for the Bulls, but... Got a little rest yeah. in the second yeah. half against the Pistons there, which is good because this was looking like, you know, this is going to be a marquee game, a couple of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So it was a little bit of a bummer when they rescheduled that Pistons game from the COVID yeah. shutdown with the Bulls. They rescheduled it right before the Nets game. You're like, oh, come on, a back-to-back? But you win by 46, you can chill a little. Yeah, yeah. And do we know all of the Nets players playing tonight? I mean, you said Kyrie, but, like, is Harden to go tonight? I'm not, I'm not certain. Is Durant to be playing in this one? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Durant, that Durant said, said, Kyrie said play me. So Kyrie said he was playing. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. James I hope Harden. Kyrie's playing on the road. Harden didn't James, play on Monday. Yeah, I think yeah. James Harden was more resting in that game. Yeah, than, uh, so he might so be good I expect tonight. him to play. All right, anyway. we're split on the Nets-Bulls tonight, uh, but Brooklyn is favored by one and a half in Chicago. You guys want to make a quick drive there? 
It's like 10 hours. If we left now. Ooh, yeah. Oh, it's a 10 o'clock start. Yeah. <laughs> it would be close. It would be very yeah. close. We got to go right With now. Task driving, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, you got to stop to get the, uh, <laughs> the E, though. <laughs> Everything's so, short for him. So I never say. E. So, how serious are you guys about going here to uh, to Memphis for the MLK Day game? Pretty serious. My man Trey is very serious. Oh, I know. I know. I, I'm looking for I'm one jumping. taker to oh, be able to I'm go. in. I'm in. Wow. I, I just was more more thinking about the show. Were we doing a day sh- a, a show? Well, we got to figure out Monday schedule. But, we got to figure it out. Go have but, fun. Man. But I mentioned no. We could we could all go. Uh, but my man JD, we talked about doing a live stream for MLK Day, and then I talked to my man JD yesterday after the show. He said, "Just do it from home, so I don't have to do it." Yeah, uh, because you know JD doesn't want to be standing there for ten hours while we do a live stream. But I, that, I would do it, but your plan sounds way better to me right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. No, go, go. You should go. I mean, yeah. have fun. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. It's true. That's we, right. We, it's we, a holiday. We'll probably doing something on MLK Day. Yeah, whether it's streaming live throughout the day, well, or just got, doing a normal show. Got a couple of correspondents. Yeah, exactly. From Memphis. Well, maybe I'll go. You just hold it down here. Yeah, the, the drive's the only part holding me back. Wouldn't mind zipping out and zipping back though for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. It's like once you get over four hours, you yeah. start going, "Ooh, that's a bit of a drive." Yeah, a bit of a drive. But he's got a very comfortable uh, automobile. Yeah, but what about the extra weight? How's that going to affect damn. the battery? Oh, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll empty the frunk. <laughs> drop some weight there. We'll figure that's it out. That's the front trunk. Yeah. That's In the front uh, trunk. What time's the game, by the way, on Monday? 3.30. Uh, 3.30 mm. Eastern, 2.30 Central, which it's weird. It's Central time for yeah. Memphis. Mm. Yeah. So we got to get up nice and early. Nine o'clock departure. Okay. Oh, you guys well, are that's... going. You guys are. Yeah, you're going morning of. I think you got to go earlier. Yeah, that, that's... Anyways, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, morning okay. of, yeah. Morning of and come back in same day. Wow, not even staying the night in Memphis? How are you going to have some barbecue? I mean, bro. You don't think Lang would like to have some barbecue with you? You cook some for you. There you go. <laughs> Why don't right. you guys fist pound about that? <laughs> there we go. All right, let's call it there. Like I said, that was a wild one. That may have been crazier than yesterday's show, and I was on a Peloton bike the entire day. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc, and grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. We'll be back tomorrow, breaking down all of the games tonight and any of the questions that you guys sent in. Until then, Clifford Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I'll make this show just a tad bit weirder here since we were already off the rails. You know what's great on barbecue? Vince Tartar Sauce. <laughs> Condiment team, still with the, the username who provided us with Vince Tartar. Vince Tartar. Great condiment. Bracelet day, people. <laughs>